Hey guys, and welcome back to the Digital Income Family Podcast. I am so stoked to be here with you guys because we're actually bringing on our very first ever podcast guest, and her name is Shannon from Virtual Career Academy. So for our podcast guests, I want to start doing them at least maybe like once or twice a month from here on out, and I wanted to bring on people that were obviously living the digital income family life. So they make exclusively 100% of their income online. Um, they work and live amongst their family their kids, everything is sort of like hopefully in a harmonious, I don't know, like way. And we want to just show that type of lifestyle, what people are able to do working from home in all different niches. So this isn't just course creation. Like we obviously talk about, it is from maybe like our students or people that we know online and sharing their stories. But I wanted to choose Shannon specifically as our first guest, because when I heard of what she did, when she onboarded as a student, I think last year, I was blown away because I didn't even know this niche was a legit thing and, and existed. So what Shannon actually does is she teaches people, regular people. So you don't have to be like a fancy photographer or someone that has like amazing, you know, artsy skills. She teaches regular people how to create imagery and sell that imagery to bloggers. So she has really capitalized on the content creation niche or the need that bloggers specifically have for creating imagery to go alongside their blog posts. So she has obviously retired her husband from this. They do this exclusively hundred percent. And, you know, through our help, she's been able to turn this into an actual program where she teaches people how to do it. So she's going to walk through what she does on a daily basis, how she's able to grow this business with little kids at home and everything in between. So with that being said, let's get on with our interview. Hey guys. So I am here with Shannon from Virtual Career Academy and yeah, she's our first podcast guest. We're so excited. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Yeah. But basically Shannon is in one of the most interesting niches niches. I always say it wrong. Apparently it's niche. I don't know. Um, and I, we wanted to interview her. I did really, because I know that like for my audience, I have a ton of stay at home or even just like working moms in general. And this is such a perfect opportunity for people that want to make an income from home. But I also wanted to talk about the fact that you're able to make an income from multiple streams, you know, at home, but you have two, I think tiny kids. How old are your kids? You don't mind me asking. They are two and six. Oh, okay. That's a good age gap, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. So, but it's still like you have your hands full. So yeah. And today's yeah, podcast, busy. yeah. <laughs> we wanted to talk about, uh, work-life balance. Like how in the world does a mom of two tiny kids, you know, create this like full on full-time business side hustle. I want to talk about like that, you know, because I, I think okay. that there's like so many different areas that people could go as far as making an income online, but they don't know what to choose. Cause it feels impossible with small kids, you know? Right. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, I have some questions for you. So the first one is, can you tell us about now that I've like talked to you up, could you tell us about what you do for a living or, you know, I know you do several things, but what you started out. So what I started out with, um, was freelancing. So I have freelanced now for eight years and I started as a general virtual assistant. And then I niched down as a content creator for bloggers. Mm -hmm. And what we do as content creators is we actually create recipes and crafts and printables. And we photograph the process from start to finish. And we sell those photos and those packages to bloggers who then feature our work on their websites and on their social media to give fresh content to their um, readers and their audience. So we're kind of like the behind the scenes creative support for bloggers. Yeah. Okay. How in the world, like, I know you said like you're a virtual assistant, but how did you get there? Because I didn't so, even know. Yeah, thing. I started, 
I'm sorry. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> no, most people don't. I started as just a general virtual assistant, but at the time, um, my sister was a blogger and she was in that whole world and she saw VAs who were offering this service and they were making really good money doing it. And at the time I was not at all someone who, um, you know, cooked or even owned a camera. Like I used my camera phone for my first pictures when I started Mm -hmm. doing this. Um, I wouldn't recommend that to any of my students, but um, yeah, she got me into it. She introduced me to it. And then I started doing it and I was like, okay, I'm making so much more money because I've like niched down. It's like a specialized skill. And I just kind of went all in on it. And I, um, I still freelance as a content creator for blogger mm-hmm. for bloggers to this day. I love it. It's so much fun. It's super creative work Yeah, and it's highly in demand too. So yeah. it's good money. Yeah. And obviously now you teach people how to do that, you know? Yes. So that is so cool. Um, Okay. So how do you get in touch with bloggers? Like, I don't know. I'm just interested in this business model in general. Like how do you just DM them? That's what I would do. I always just DM people, but no. So I have, um, built up a list over the years, but most of what I have done to do that is through selling communities set up for bloggers and content creators to, um, for content creators, basically to sell their services to bloggers. So that's where I built most of my clientele. And I, um, you know, I built up an email list and then eventually I created, um, an online shop where bloggers could just buy from me whenever. So it's like, I kind of can set it and forget it. And I pulled myself out of the full sales process that way. Yeah. That is so interesting. Um, it's, this is sort of a tangent, but we all also have another student and she teaches, people how to, you know, like small shops, like if there's like a, well, you have little girls, right? You have two girls, but you know, you see those like Instagram accounts and they have little girls wearing like bows and the moms take a bunch of pictures and it's like a bow company. Okay. You know, so she teaches moms how to photograph their children for like these boutique shops, but there's like huge, what the interesting part and like the similarity is just, I just didn't know any of this existed. So there's like huge communities on Facebook where moms will go to like get, you know, basically like, um, you know, bows or like clothes or whatever. And these small shops are trying to like find people on the internet and these huge Facebook groups. So it's like so random. And then when you told me this, I was like, like, thing you yeah. would never even think about. No, yeah. and this is like the same type of thing. There's it's the pe- same kind yeah. of thing. It's Groups like, unless you know somebody already yeah. doing it, you probably would never even like discover it. Cause it's not like a mainstream thing. No. Yeah. That's why, you know, I wanted to talk about like what you do online because people think, oh, side hustles are just basic things, you know, like selling printables on Etsy or I don't know, like whatever, but it's not like, there's so many avenues you can go through. So that is so cool. Um, okay. So there really are. Yeah. So what made you want to niche down in the first place? Like I could imagine, obviously you make more money with taking photos for other people first off, cause now you're a photographer and then you bundle them together. Do you also write the blog posts? I don't, but, um, some content creators do blogging and do the photography and do the whole work. So I personally don't. Yeah, I I'm mostly my main focus is on um, recipes, and I also do printables as well. Okay, I do oh. some crafts here and there, but yeah. yeah. And how long would you say it takes you to do this kind of work? So, um, like one content package yeah. would probably take me about three hours or so. Okay. It really depends on what I'm creating, but I say on average three hours. Okay, cool. And I know we're jumping around here, but um, you said you became a virtual assistant eight years ago, right? Yes. Okay. And were you doing that? How long did it take you to go full-time with that? 
So at the time when I was like a general virtual assistant, I was also working at a company outside my house at the same time. So I was just kind of doing both. Um, And then when I niched down, um, I stayed at that other company for a little bit, but I didn't have to. I mean, the money was like way better. Uh, The money I was making at home was way better than what I was making at the company. It was more just to get out of the house. And yeah. Um, the social aspect of it, but then I got pregnant with my first daughter and I, um, I left that job and I just went all in on content creation for bloggers and I've been doing that ever since. Yeah. So I think now I want to talk about like, I hate to use this word, but it's like work-life balance for me. And I'd like to get your opinion on it. We have no balance of life. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel like, and yeah, most people agree that have had success because yeah. I've never met anybody that has all the balls spinning or whatever they say, you know, because <laughs> in order to succeed in one thing, you have to put your all, like you can't give 20% effort and have like massive success. Um, that doesn't yes. mean like neglect your family or your kids, but what no. do you think about that? Like for your own life, like you've been able to do this amazing business and grow it. How has that been with kids? I mean, I completely agree with you. There is no balance necessarily when you are an entrepreneur and when you have children. I mean, you kind of just work your work into your life. Um, For me, I have, and this has been like a process, like the more that I've done and the more I've taken on as an entrepreneur, the more I've like changed up my schedule a little bit. So um, times where I used to maybe sit and watch like reality TV after I put my daughter to bed, that is like time for me to like plan out my day tomorrow and get to bed because I get up at like between five and six in the morning Mm -hmm. and I start my day. That's my time where I have like focus time where my girls are still asleep. The house is quiet and I can work for a good hour to two hours. Mm -hmm. And then during my toddler's nap time and while my daughter's at school, I have a few hours during the day. And that's like, super important time for me because that's my work time car line. I get 30 Mm -hmm. minutes on my laptop. You know, that's time Mm -hmm. when most people would be like maybe scrolling their phone and just Mm -hmm. sitting there, you know, doing mindless activities. And I've really learned to like refocus my attention and use that time to grow my business and, you know, yeah. Further. Yeah. I mean, support my business, but most totally. people, I think most people have more time in their day than they even yeah. realize we, we kind of waste a lot of time on things like that. Yeah. And we just, yeah. yeah, totally. I mean, it becomes apparent when you look at your screen time, like on your phone. And I think yes. like, the average <laughs> screen time for people is like eight hours. I read that's that somewhere. Crazy. I'm like, that's a whole day. Like, what is that? But it's cause you know, we stay awake and whatever mine is like too long as well, but you know, I always say it's research to an extent, <laughs> but it um, is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we work on our phones too. It's and hard. that's like one of the first things I do for my students. Like the very first task I give them when they join the content creator lab is I have a schedule and it's mapped out by hour. And it's like, okay, it's so cool. Yeah. Write down what you do each day and what can you cancel out and replace with work time. Mm-hmm. Now start to make that your routine because once this course is done, use that same schedule to refocus and do that for your content creation business and like use that going forward. Yeah. So, I mean, this all sounds like amazing, right? It's like, well, she, they probably, anyone that's watching is like Shannon's a go-getter. Like I have no motivation. Like a lot of people struggle with motivation and they think that they don't have it because they're not good at anything like Shannon is, you know, or like Haley is whatever. They don't have that special niche. They, you know, suck at everything, whatever. What do you say to people like that? Because like, how do you get your motivation? You know, like what, I guess my question is like, what is your why? Because life is sometimes hard, especially, I don't know. I'm, I just turned 30. So I feel like I'm a real adult now. And wow. I was honestly thinking about the other day, like 
I, adult life is very challenging mentally. Like, you know, I'm trying not to make it like that, but it's so challenging finances and your future. It's like, holy moly. So (laughs) it can be very like life can swallow you up, especially with tiny kids in that season of life. So like what, yeah. What motivates you to not mindlessly scroll on your phone and work instead? I mean, there's a couple different things. Um, you know, I feel like you have to have it kind of burned in your brain where you see your future. Yeah. Like, what do you want in your future and have that in the back of your mind as like motivation to keep you going and also setting goals for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause if you have goals and you have action steps to get you there, mm-hmm. that's motivating in itself because you have the next step and you know, once, okay, once I get that done that I know I can move on to the next, but I think it's more than just motivation. I feel mm-hmm. like it's discipline. Most yes. people aren't naturally just motivated people every mm-hmm. single day. Most no. successful people are very disciplined mm-hmm. and they hold themselves accountable. And I feel like that's like the difference between somebody who is successful and isn't is they're just yeah. disciplined because you know there's times when my daughter will be up like multiple times the, the yeah. night and I'll still have to get up the next day and and work and it's like but you know like I said I've got like yeah. my goals in my mind and I that's what I work towards and then yeah. I make myself do it even when I don't feel like yeah. doing it necessarily totally totally and I'm definitely not perfect there are nights where I stay awake till one o'clock because it's just like I do nothing because I can't, I'm not a robot. Like I'm not a machine. A lot of people think that you have to be machine-like and you have to not have self-care time for yourself, but. Oh no. Yeah, you do. You do. Yeah. It's just, I think that, yeah, you have to be disciplined. Like you said, but I also think something I notice in you, Shannon, is you have like a standard for your life. So I think most people their standard and I don't want to put it low. Cause you know, that's not really what I'm saying, but their standards down here and like Shannon's standard for what she like, you know, deserves of her life and what she feels she deserves is way higher. So you're willing to, you know, meet your standard. Um, cause you expect more of yourself, you know? Well, and I also see like, you know, there's like, and I, I think in your ICA, you talk about like the sprints and like those times in yeah. your life where you're like super busy and super focused and you might have to give up more things during that time. But it's like, most of the time you have a lot more freedom when you do that. It's like by by doing those hard things, it actually makes life easier overall. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's worth it. It's worth it to like totally go all in sometimes and be super focused. And yeah. And I think nowadays, like it's easy to feel like I've been talking a lot about this on my mom account, but it's, it's easy to feel like a victim, especially when you're trying to run a business. Like as a mom, you feel like, what was me? This is so hard. I don't have time for myself. I'm burnt out. My cup's not full. All these like, you know, slogans people talk about, but you know, we're so lucky to live in 2022 where you can make money online. Like my dad used to knock on doors to get sales, you know? So like you have to do that. Yeah. Well, and I think back to the time, you know, before I started freelancing, I worked in corporate world for almost 10 years. And it was like, you know, I would be sitting in my office and I'd be done with my work at like two o'clock. And I would basically just be like a seat warmer for like a few hours watching the clock. And it's like, I never want to go back to that again. Exactly. Everything in my power to make yeah. sure I'm set up to not have to do that again. Yeah. And I think like one of the hardest things for people is even having that initial success. Cause once you have a taste this is why I tell my students, I'm like, once you have a taste of the, like 
I don't want to say the life of freedom because it's not fully freedom, but making it come yeah. online and sitting on your couch or that's completely opposite to what you're you know used to. You now raise your standard, like I was saying. So for you Absolutely. and for me, it's like, we'll never go back. Like I will no. do whatever it takes to not have to be told what to do, but people exactly. haven't experienced that and they feel like it's not real or possible for them. But yeah, that's so cool. Um, Once you have that knowledge, it's like, you don't ever have to go back. It's getting the knowledge so that you're set up to know how to make money on your own. And then regardless of what happens, you know how to make money. So you don't have to resort to having somebody else pay you. Yeah, totally. Um, So how does your husband feel about you? Does he work online? Like, what does your husband do? I don't think I've asked that. No, he is. I actually retired my husband um, as a content creator. Uh, when he wanted to get out of his job, he was a physical therapist for Mm. many, many years. Um, and after COVID, like there was just a lot going on and he was kind of burnt out and I was ready to go all in on my business because, Mm. um, you know, I've been a stay at home mom for many years and I can only work so much while he is at work. So yeah, it was kind of a win-win. I brought him home. I went full-time in my content creation business. And then several months later joined ICA and Mm -hmm. got started on my program. So he actually has been super supportive. Um, You know, he loves this. He knows this is something that I've wanted to do for a really long time. Mm -hmm. So he's been really supportive, but yeah. It's been, it's been helpful having him here, but he's still super busy. So I still have to like use those pockets of time throughout the day. He teaches jujitsu and he's got a lot of hobbies and things where it takes him away from (laughs) the house, but yeah, that's so cool. Honestly, like it's the best thing to have a supportive spouse, you know? I mean, absolutely. It makes a world of difference and he's a super like go-getter high achiever. So I feel like that has like rubbed off on me. I wasn't always like super disciplined myself. Yeah, totally. So how was that transition bringing him home? I mean, he was a physical therapist for probably a long time. Like oh, I know, yeah. Yeah. I know many, when many Doug years. came home, it was like, he was like, what do I do? This is years ago, but <laughs> what do I do with my time? And I'm like, well, you find, <laughs> find something, you know, <laughs> I don't have to worry about that with Brad, with my husband. He is like, boom, 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 boom. Oh, He's good. got so many hobbies. He goes to jujitsu, like five days a week and he teaches classes and he's just got a bunch of different things that he's into. So like he could do that stuff all day long. I could yeah. just like, yeah, not even like talk to him and he would be like totally entertain himself. So that's not an issue. It's almost yeah. like the opposite. Like I have to ring him in like, yeah. okay, today I need to focus or I have calls yeah. or I have this. So I need to make sure like you're with the kids today. So I yeah. can have that dedicated time. So yeah, it's so it's funny. Been, yeah. It's been good. He's loved it. Yeah. I was just saying, I don't know, one of my last YouTube videos, Doug and I were talking about men and women and working together. And we said like, uh, men love things and women love people. Like men love hobbies. Like seriously. It's true. Yeah. I mean, he would, he'd be like that too. If I was like, have a free day. I mean, he wouldn't be bored for a second. I'd like most people that have kids, but you know, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'd like to talk about social media. Okay. So were you, I mean, I know mm-hmm. you're using social media for years, but you kind of like just started your online presence. Um, how was that? Like, were I'm sure that most people that start are nervous. Like, how was that? Oh, transition? Yeah. So I, um, before joining ICA, I like basically had the impression that I had to just create content all the time and, um, try to build an audience mm-hmm. and you kind of taught me differently, but I wasn't really 
giving it my all. I wasn't really doing stories as much. I wasn't, I'd never went live before. I'd never done mm -hmm. a reel before. So, um, it was scary. I mean, I'm not yeah, going to lie. I was totally. super nervous the first time I did any of those things. Cause it's not natural. If you've never done it, it's not natural for anybody. And I'm super private. Like yeah. if you go on my private Facebook account, it's, I've never done a story on my private Facebook yeah. account. And I'll post like a couple pictures of my kids, but I'm super private. But once you do it and you like, like you say, ripping off a bandaid, you rip off that bandaid and you just yeah. do it. It gets easier and it becomes a lot more natural just yeah. like with anything. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I don't think people would think this of me, but I'm like an extreme. Well, maybe they would. I'm an extreme introvert. I don't know about you, but I've always been. I'm, I, I'm like a homebody and yeah. I just like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty private. Yeah. I, I, I like people, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence. Yeah. It's funny. Cause lately I've been getting questions like, well, can I start a course if I don't show my face? And I'm like, I mean, it'll be way harder. Uh, you you gotta earn that like trust factor with people. Yeah. And you know, it's just like, with all of us, like when we get to know somebody, we're more likely to give them our money than yeah. if we just see like a logo there, you know, totally can't connect to a logo. They want to yeah. see your face. They want to get yeah. to know you and your personality because you're the person they're buying. You know, yeah. you're the person they're yeah. buying from. I know people, yeah. People buy from people, you know, that's people just buy like from people. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And it's just funny. Cause I think people assume that you have to be some like extroverted outgoing person, but you do not, you no. know, no, I mean, no, I feel like yeah. I feel like, um, I tell Doug, I have like an internet personality that's more extroverted, but in my own life, I'm like, don't talk to me. <laughs> Just... Yes. I'm kind of the same way. Yeah. I'm kind of the same way. I think most people that know me would never suspect that I have like any kind of online presence or that I would ever do like a reel or a story or anything like that. But I do it because it's a way to connect my audience and let them get to know me. Yeah, totally. So what are your plans for the future? So you're, you obviously have a program teaching people to do this. Um, but where do you see your business going, you know, just with like how the world is online now? I mean, at, at this point I have my course and I'm also freelancing. So eventually I want to move out of freelancing and just be able to focus on my course full-time and teaching students. And I feel like these days, the past five years or so, there's been such a like boom with freelancing. And that yeah. was really, you know, one of the motivators to get this course up and running quickly is because there's such a need for it. So I feel like it's just going to continue yeah, to grow. Totally. And the more I learn, like the more I'll be able to grow it and focus mm -hmm. on it. So, yeah. yeah, that is so cool. Um, I don't think I've ever told you this, maybe you see, but that was actually how I quit my first job is I did something like you, like what you're doing like years ago. But I was taking photos and then selling the rights to my photos. It was more like I a photography. You saying that. Yeah. And I just made it up <laughs> So I, when you told me that I was like, Wait, I did something like that, you know, which is it's, kind of what you do. So funny. Yeah, it is yeah. kind of what I do. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, so <laughs> yeah. So how do you explain to your kids? Like what you do? Like my kids, they, they think I'm a teacher. So, which I am, but, but my kids yeah. do too. When I'm in like, um, you know, content creator mode, um, they think I'm just, you know, obviously they see me taking pictures. So they think I'm a photographer, which yeah. I mean, I am, yeah. I wouldn't, I would never call myself a photographer. Cause it's yeah. just, I don't know, even doing it this long, I still don't consider myself a photographer. I'm a content creator, but yeah when I'm, um, you know, working through my course and working with students, I do tell them that I'm teaching women how to make mm. money online. Like mommy does. Yeah. And they think that's really cool. Like my oldest daughter, she thinks that's really neat. She likes yeah. to ask questions about yeah. mommy being a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how many hours a week do you work? Do you think? 
less than 20, less than 20. Do you have, I know this is a strange question, but lately I've been debating. I mean, this is a constant debate in my life. Like how much do I work? Cause I can work a hundred hours, you know, like there's so many things I could do to grow the business, but now it's so weird. Like, to be honest, as a, you know, an entrepreneur, you're like, well, and as a mom entrepreneur, you know, that's like the biggest thing. Cause obviously I know men want to be there for their families. They don't necessarily want to work hundred hours a week, but at least in my own experience, I won't speak for everyone else. Like Doug is willing to work, whatever, you know, he's like a workhorse. He'll do yeah, whatever's needed. So, but for me, I'm like extreme guilt, you know? So do you battle with like, I mean, I think everyone does, but motherhood guilt. Yes, I do. But on the other hand, I feel like it's good for my girls to see mommy going after her goals and tell myself that my life, like I have goals, not that there's anything wrong at all. I know being a stay at home mom, but if you have that little voice inside, that's telling you you're meant for more, or you should be doing something more bigger. And you, you want to fulfill that, like go for it. Your, your kids will see that and it's going to make an impression on them to, you know, want to achieve their goals and go after it no matter what. Yes. I tell myself that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's natural to feel the mom guilt. I mean, when my husband is taking the girls and I know I have work to do, I'm sometimes missing out on things, but you know, it's also doing something amazing for our family. Totally. Totally. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. And I, whenever I tell my own parents, because they're obviously in their 60s and retired, like the hindsight's 2020, right? So they like know everything they should have done and whatever. I complain. I'm like, it's, you know, I yeah. need to be spending more. I need to be doing more. I should plan more things for them or whatever. They're like, Haley, you barely work. You know, like, please, like we worked 50 hours a week and we commuted an hour in traffic, like suck it up. You know, I'm like, I know, I know, but this is what I know. You know, this is like all I know. So, but it's like, that was the way it was and you're away. So that's like your schedule time away. That's your work time at home when you're like intermingled and you can see like the family things happening and everybody's like working on an activity or something. And you're over here working. It makes it more like, I can see how that's totally. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think it's like, lately I've been trying to have a mindset shift or whatever, like I say, you know, because you can't be guilty for working, you know, because then your kids will think that work is bad and like, Oh "Oh, no, I don't want them to think work is bad. And that's been like a thing that I feel I've been emitting like for for a while, you know, so I'm like, I can't have them. Yeah. I'm grateful for work and work is helping people. And, you know, um, money is good and it's abundant, you know, all those things, but yeah. So lately when we work, we don't, you know, like we make sure that what don't make sure it's not ideal, but it's okay if our kids are around, you know? So like the other day we literally recorded a podcast for the first time and they were coloring behind the camera, which honestly they were quiet. The boy wouldn't do that. Yeah. But they didn't mind. And they, you know, especially my five-year-old, she asked a lot of questions and I think she kind of liked seeing it. Usually we don't do that, you know, but they probably find it really interesting. I mean, we're talking passive income ideas. So, but she's interested (laughs) in anything at five years old, you know, (laughs) probably more interested in like the whole setup and what the camera, as opposed to what you're talking about. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Um, (laughs) yeah. So I don't know, what would you say to people that feel like they don't have what it takes to do something, you know, they, cause I have a lot of people in my audience that they assume they have to have a big audience. It's obvious. I mean, obviously they don't cause you don't, you know, you just started oh my gosh, it. No, yeah. I have the tiniest audience. If I think I have, I have less than 600 people on my Instagram. Yeah. And if most people who like have that idea, probably look at my account and think I'm making no money, but it's like, you yeah, know, it's no. not the case. No, like, no. I mean, it's just funny. Cause I know seven figure earners with like a thousand followers, 2000 followers just depends on like what you're selling obviously. And yeah how deep you go with your audience, you know, like surface level stuff is not going to convert as well. 
Um, but yeah, people have no idea what's possible because they see influencers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all the time. And they are driving their Mercedes Benz, but they have like a million followers. So they equate the two. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, so you know, what would you say if like people feel like they don't have a skill? Like I know you had virtual assisting or whatever you did for like yeah. eight years, but as yeah, a stay-at-home I mean, it's a more mom, obvious skill, but yeah. I mean, even things like hobbies or interests yeah. or things that you know about, it's like, and you know what, even if you spend six months learning something that you are really passionate about, you can become an expert on things, yeah, you know, totally. if you really want to teach you can find things to teach about. Everybody knows something, you know, yeah. everybody has something that they can teach somebody else. Yeah. And like you say, you know, you only have to be like one step ahead of that person. You don't have to teach somebody from A to Z. You can just teach them what you know, as long as you're a step ahead of them, you can yeah. always find something to teach about. Yeah, totally. Um, okay. Well, where can people find you? And then also, could you, you feel free to talk about like what you offer and we're going to provide links depending because we put this up on like Apple, Spotify, all those things, YouTube. And so we'll put a link below to Shannon, if you guys are interested in her program, but I guess you could explain more about your program and things like that. So you can find me at virtualcareeracademy.com um, and on Instagram, Instagram at Virtual Career Academy. Um, but on my website, I have details about the Content Creator Lab, which is my program that teaches you how to start with zero experience to becoming a content creator for bloggers in six weeks. So I teach you how to go from, um, you know, building the knowledge of how to create the content we actually go through and you're going to be creating content in the program to selling the content. So I'm actually setting you up with the bloggers. You don't have to go and look for clients. It's amazing. Yeah, the whole process, it's all there. And um, my students, my goal for all of my students is to start making money by six weeks. Yeah. Selling their content. That's so, so. cool. Um, I have a question because I know people have, do you, do you have to be like a good photographer? Because people will say, I'm not that good. But honestly, my iPhone is real good. And I'm not even a photographer. <laughs> oh, but... I know. Phones are amazing these days. Yeah. No, um, most of my students don't have any photography experience. Okay. It's all, everything that you need to know is in the course, how to style and you know, get the shots that bloggers want. I have students who buy cameras in order to start the course. So yeah. photography skills are not needed. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Shannon. It was such a, you, you know, good chat with you. So that's pretty much it for today's interview. I hope you guys liked it. If you did, please go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're watching it. Or if you're listening to this interview, please leave a review on Spotify. Share it with a friend if you got value from it. And thank you guys for watching and I will see you in our next one. Bye guys.